0: as well as bring on guests to share with you tools, knowledge, and real action steps to get you there. Listen in because you never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friend. Yes, I'm back after taking the entire summer off. (laughs) It was actually quite unplanned, I have to say. I um, always take the month of August, which most people who know me know that I don't know. I believe that's just in my culture. We're Portuguese. August is just the month of festivals and fun. And whether I'm in Portugal or not, that month just doesn't feel right to work. And I really truly believe that it's so important to take a rest. Self-care really is everything. And that's what today's topic is all about. However, we're looking at kind of the dark side of self, self-care. self I wouldn't even call it a dark side. I'm just being dramatic. <laughs> I feel like being dramatic. But just the side that we, you know we really focus on and yet it's not the full picture and it doesn't always help us. I just want to take a quick moment to interrupt our regular podcast to let you know about the kettlebell classes that are starting again September 17th. So there are live classes that I do with you from 9 to 9.30. They're 30 minutes. You come warmed up and then we do the strength training portion of it. I absolutely love these classes. They're part of a bigger program. And so what you do is you work out with me on a Saturday. That's like your, trust me, you're going to get a workout out of it. But it's also the time that you use to practice the skills of the exercises I'm teaching you. And then you repeat the workout once to twice in the week. It's the perfect amount of accountability for that Saturday morning, but also self-motivation. So it's really getting that great balance of both. So you don't feel like you're doing it by yourself, but you also start to build that muscle of motivating yourself to do the workout at other times. Also the results that you get are incredible. If you haven't done any strength training to this point, beginners are absolutely welcome. You simply need one kettlebell. They're easy to find these days. You can actually even find them in grocery stores. So before I continue and go on and on about it cuz I can, it's such a phenomenal program. Go on to rocofit.com. You will see the class there and Along with that, you will see testimonials of other women who've had beautiful experiences. So whether you have strength trained before or you're totally new, there is this will definitely be an incredible experience and bring a ton of value. And most importantly, phenomenal results. So again, go to RoccoFit.com. That's R-O-C-O-F-I-T.com or send me a message on Instagram at RoccoFit. So let me just get back to why I took two months off instead of one. I actually decided this summer because of when family were going over and when their holidays worked that we would go for the month of July instead. And so I went for the month of July and which was just a little bit different and I loved it. It was like the most magical beautiful summer and I have to admit it wasn't so much about all the things that I saw or did it was really about just connecting with people I hadn't been there in 11 years which is just unheard of just wild when I think of that I used to go since I was a child every other year so just because it's such a special place and um, it's where my family is from but life and circumstances meant that the last 11 years aside from the you know what that thing it just wasn't possible But anyway, so that was really what this trip was about for me. It was really about connecting with people. And then I came back to Canada first week of August and decided, well, you know, now I need to see a little bit of my own country and go connect with more people that I haven't seen in a while. So then I did a little trip to the the island. So it was just wonderful and it was amazing to really feel restored and refreshed, but mostly just like that, have that connection back. And I know a lot of people were, were saying that this summer was really about just kind of making up a little bit for lost time. And so many of us, and I felt that especially in Portugal, like we just felt this, this like deep gratitude and awareness of how precious our time is together. Like we would spend hours and hours at our cafe, just talking and it would be anywhere like portugal's very inclusive in terms of like family and ages and so we would have young children up at four in the morning i know some of you're gonna be mortified at that but like it's such a beautiful thing and there's no school the next day to you know even my mom who's in her early 80s would be out with us and everything in between and it was just like that connection was just so incredible so it has me thought thinking a lot about self-care i see you know, when we talk about self-care, it we talk about the obvious things that we do for self-care, things like the long bubble baths or reading books that we love and escaping for a little while or, you know, taking that time just to, I don't know, even like just scroll on YouTube, whatever it is that we enjoy, but it's like our time, maybe catch up on a movie. And the thing is, even though those things are, are good and have their place, I'm not here to knock any of that, because I think we all, um, those things are great. Like there's nothing wrong with loving books. I love to <laughs> read and, and read for just pleasure, not just for learning. And so it's not that those things don't have a place. It's just that that's where self-care has been focused the most. But what, you know, I like to look a little deeper. Why, why do we feel this need for self-care? Like why have, has this become, such a huge talk within society. Okay. As soon as someone's stressed, the question is, are you doing anything for self-care? Or the solution is, oh, make sure that you make some time for a bath and like those are all great and they'll they'll help you in the moment. But for me self-care is so much more than that. But let's get to why. Why do we do that? Many reasons. Could be we're just feeling overwhelmed with life, feeling exhausted overscheduled. And even though it's September and maybe we're just starting, some of us are just starting to get back into routine. It's really great to go back into it because it doesn't take long for those routines to pop back in and be overscheduled and exhausted and overwhelmed again. (laughs) And you know, why are we overscheduled or overwhelmed? When we start to look at the root of things, like where in our life are we not saying no? And why can we, why do we feel like we can't say no? And if you have learned this lesson, then that's amazing. Maybe you can use this to help someone else who you can see struggling. Because once you learn this lesson, you know, the no becomes easier Then you just see it in others and you're like, oh, why didn't you just say no? <laughs> but we know that it's not that easy from the beginning. Um, also, just from being exhausted and why are we often exhausted? It could be something as simple as being addicted to that phone and being on technology way later at night than we should or reaching for that phone because we happen to wake up for five minutes in in the middle of the night because we're not having such a great sleep and then we're back on that phone and that phone is brutal brutal for the circadian rhythm and when our sleep isn't deep enough or restorative enough we wake up exhausted but that also impacts our hormones it impacts our mood it impacts our health it impacts so much so such a simple thing but when it becomes a habit can really exhaust us. And then what does that mean? It means that in our days we're shorter with other people. Um, we just feel less patient. Our memory isn't as good. Like we just are more forgetful. And so things, the day isn't, doesn't flow as well. And so then we go, Oh, I need (laughs) self-care, but we're going to talk about what I really truly believe self-care is in a minute. Also, sometimes this feeling of being overwhelmed and exhausted can be from things we're of Avoiding. So not necessarily that we're doing too much, but maybe we're avoiding having that really tough conversation with someone that we need to have. I mean, it could be for a variety of reasons. But when we avoid these really difficult conversations, the thing with that is that they they we dwell on them and that's what we think about. Even when we're not thinking about it, we're thinking about it. It's impacting us. And that adds to stress, which adds to you know, it could add to difficulty sleeping, it could add to food cravings, it could add to all sorts of things. If it adds to food cravings, then we're grabbing for the sugars and our blood sugars are all over the place, which means then our hormones are impacted. You get the picture, like the, the smallest, well, not small things, they're actually big things that we need to deal with, but it ends up being like this chain of events. It's, it's what we call the compound effect. Like this one thing starts to really compound on other things and other things. And over time, We can end up with real issues and we don't, we don't always make the connection to where it started and often starts with something simple. Um, Sometimes there's just a tough decision that we need to make. And again, same thing with a tough conversation, we just are avoiding having it. And so then it does start to impact other little things in our life and in our health and well-being and it zaps us of our energy of our vitality, of our kind of, you know, that level headness that we can have and that flow state. It just just disrupts all of that. And so then it triggers that whole thing of people recommending self-care or like knowing that, oh, we 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 often say it to ourselves, "Oh, I need to make more time for myself. I don't have any time to, for myself," and yet when we really think about it, you know, how much time are we I don't know, maybe spending time on the phone chatting with someone that really, maybe it's become a habit and not conversations that are getting us anywhere. Maybe it's like that scroll on the phone, or maybe it's that coming home and just lying in front of the TV and vegging out for a while. And not that, you know, if we need that sleep, but again, it's why do we feel like that? Why are we getting there? So I just believe that we do have the time. Just got to, See where it is, and what are we doing with that time? If we are exhausted and we're using that time just to fetch and scroll and kind of escape a little bit, why is that? And how can we actually get that energy and get that vitality so that when you're sitting down, if you want to sit down and watch a movie, that's amazing. Like sit down and enjoy your time. I'm not saying that we shouldn't ever have a time where we're sitting down and relaxing, but it's very different when we're sitting down and relaxing because we just want to enjoy that time as opposed to, oh, I'm so exhausted. I just can't do another thing. I just want to escape. I just want to veg out for a little bit. So it's just a different state of being. So I've been thinking a lot about like, what is, what really is self-care? Because if those are the issues as to why we feel we need self-care, then how do we actually solve those issues? How do we solve the, the root of those problems? Because that is what the true self-care will do. That's what we really want self-care to do for us. It's not just like a Band-Aid solution. Like that bubble bath is wonderful, but I think that is a little bit of a Band-Aid solution. Sometimes we just need a Band-Aid, like it's okay. That's wonderful. But we need more than that on top of it. We need to start to get to the root of those problems. So for me, self-care, one example is, doing that workout that you don't wanna do. And sometimes when we do feel exhausted, we need to move our body, move our brain through it, get that workout in and start to create that habit and just get it done. At the beginning, the habit is more important than anything. But why is that workout so important? And why should we do it when we're exhausted? Because here's the fine line. I do say to people, especially people that overwork when they're working out, or doing a really heavy workout when they're exhausted is not ideal, but we've got to start somewhere. So even if you're exhausted, maybe your workout isn't going to be that 45 minute strength training workout. And I recommend it's not, especially at the beginning, but maybe you're going to start off with like those 10 minutes of movement, or you can start off with a little bit of strength training, but maybe you're just going to do a few sets of good, solid, squats and good solid push-ups, And that's what you did for the day. And that's your workout because you don't want to deplete yourself where you're even more exhausted. But number one, the habit is everything. And number two, starting to build that base is key. Why? Because once you start moving your body, once you start building strength, one, it energizes you. It shifts that energy. It shifts your mentality. It's a promise that you made to yourself and you kept. And so it builds your self-confidence on top of it. It's magical, but you start to work out. You start to feel better. And what happens? You stabilize your blood sugar levels. So you're not having those cravings so much anymore. You start to actually sleep better because you're burning that kind of nervous energy that you possibly have. And also because your hormones are balancing. So it's going to affect and impact your sleep in a positive way. So that for me is self-care because now we're looking at starting to fix that one problem of exhaustion. And like I said, there's always this little like phase, like that beginning phase where it might not feel good for the start. Like that first week or two may be rocky, but just tell yourself, I'm going to stick to this habit. And it's just phenomenal what happens when you make these little promises and you keep them to yourselves. They impact so much. Maybe self-care is getting to bed on time without your phone beside you, despite your favorite show being on. Ah, I know that sounds crazy, right? I don't know. We just get so like into these shows. And yet, if you think about it, do you remember details of shows that you used to watch last year, the year before, like we remember, we love them, but we don't always remember every single detail and is it worth it? And now with things like Netflix or, or prime or whatever it is, we can watch things at, at a different time, but I would really guard that sleep with the life of you, especially as we get older, once we hit like those mid thirties and above sleep is imperative. It's imperative for, for um, healing. It's imperative for detoxing. It's when our body detoxes the best. And it's imperative for balancing those hormones. When we talk weight loss, when we talk energy, when we talk health, when we talk vitality, when we talk brain health, sleep is one of the top factors. I would say, truly, it's number one. And so if you're not sleeping well, number one, that exercising portion can really help you to sleep better. And just know again that these things take time. If you think of how long possibly that we've been in habits that aren't so great for us, that it's going to take a little while to switch those habits around as well. And so you've got to give yourself grace, but not grace in the sense of not doing it. I just mean grace in the sense of just giving it the time for the positive impact to happen because it will, I promise it will happen. So I think for me, those are the types of things that are really going to make a difference to the self-care. It's really embracing this discomfort. We're so, and you know, if you ask a friend, if you're like, oh, I'm exhausted. (laughs) I just laid in front of the TV all evening. Your friends, people don't like to go against each other. People don't really love speaking up or going against the grain or So they're going to just agree with you. That's kind of human nature. They'll be like, oh, yeah, you probably needed it. Or, oh, yeah, I did the same. And then before you know it, you're in each other's misery. (laughs) Like, you know, whereas it would be cool if your friend was like, well, you know what? What about tomorrow? Why don't I meet you after work and we go for a power walk together? Let's do that together. Wouldn't that be amazing if your friends, rather than kind of getting into the dirt with you, actually pulled you up? or that you do that for someone else. Because at the very beginning, there is power in accountability. It would be amazing to think that we're all self-motivated and that we could just do it all on our own, but it's not actually true. I really am a big fan of having a mixture of both. Yes, having that personal accountability, because in the end, Only we can really make ourselves do these things and it is good to not depend on others because there are times where you think, oh, I'm going to have this gym buddy and then the day your gym buddy can't make it, you're like, I can't go. (laughs) It's like the perfect excuse not to be able to go. But there is that great balance of having some accountability with a buddy and then having your own and time as well where you get these things done and so for me that truly is the self-care it's doing the work it's doing those healthy habits those harder things that over time are going to really start to resolve the issues around why you feel like you need self-care why you think those you need those long baths why you need that time to watch that program what whatever it is that you love for self-care and again, I am not saying give those things up because I sure am not. (laughs) I definitely am not giving up those things, but it's a different energy um, around it. And those things then become truly for pleasure as opposed to just escaping from the reality of whatever it is that we're dealing with. And that's kind of a nicer way to be able to do those things too. So I hope that that helps in some way. Um, I really... I'm, I really believe in, you know, doing those hard things. And I don't know, sometimes I think we need to get a little tougher <laughs> for, I, we kind of went so far one way where we're like, oh, you know, you don't want to upset anyone. You don't want anything to feel hard or feel tough. And yet that's where growth happens. And, and, um, yeah, that's when we really become our best is we have to push through those feelings of being uncomfortable. It's so worth it. Imagine if you just implemented those few habits, working out regularly, getting to sleep on time um, and balancing your blood sugars with good nutrition. Like, oh, my goodness, even within 30 days. You'd be feeling like a different person. That energy, that vitality would be there. I promise it's so worth it. And nothing feels better than keeping promises to ourselves. So my friends, thank you so much for listening in to this first episode back. I'm so excited to be back. Uh, Be ready for amazing episodes to come. And yes, regular episodes. I'm back. (laughs) If you have any topics that you would love me to cover, just send me a message. Anything to do with health, business, impact. Those are the subjects that I absolutely love. Anything that will help women to improve their lives and to live really life by design, a life that they truly love, value, and adore. Have a good one. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new, if you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.